0: Welcome to Innovation Friday. This is where your startup journey begins. We talk about entrepreneurship and things that are interesting for early stage founders, like rock bottom and most rewarding moments. Hello, today I am happy to welcome Gary Piatson from Cardiff, Wales. He is a serial entrepreneur who started Porter at the end of 2019. Porter is a personalized hotel booking service that recommends the best matched hotels. Hello, Gary. Hi, Adrian. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. How are you today? Yes, very
1: good. Thank you. Very good.
0: Now, let's assume that we meet at a spa in Japan. How would you introduce yourself?
1: I'd probably say something like, hi, I'm Gary. I'm the founder of Porter, and we're trying to build a new hotel booking platform that makes booking a hotel simple and fun. Uh, I'm also an avid traveler. I love traveling the world, which is probably why we've just met in a spa in Japan.
0: You mentioned that you're a keen traveler. What was the most exotic place that you visited? It's a tie between two places,
1: I'd say. I've been to Costa Rica, which is an incredible country. We were lucky enough to stay in a, a beautiful property called Rancho Pacifico, which is set in the rainforest overlooking the Pacific. Incredible time, Really, really enjoyed that. And we saw so much wonderful wildlife. Slightly different type of holiday. I've been to the Maldives. Equally exotic, but a very different type of environment. This was, you know, perfect golden beaches, turquoise ocean around us. Incredible reefs and snorkeling experiences. So, you know, very different types of places, but equally exotic and, you know, great destinations.
0: Yes, that, that sounds really really exotic and beautiful. And when you went there, yeah, you had to book your stayings there, your hotels, I assume. And is this when you got the idea of starting Porter?
1: So this is a problem that I've experienced a lot. So in both of these situations, I found spending a very, very, very long time trying to find the right hotel. The Maldives was probably one of the trickiest places I've booked for because there's a huge array of different properties. Um, you could stay at, but they're all very, very similar. So trying to find the place that's right for you involves an awful lot of research and an awful lot of time. And it's a frustrating experience. In fact, the exact moment where I, I came up with the idea for Porter was on a different trip. I was actually going away for a work trip and I was going to London and I needed somewhere to stay. I, I was going to a conference. So like most people do, I went on to the, one of the big online travel agents and they ask you three questions where do you want to go when do you want to go and how many people are traveling so I put in the details for my trip and I'm instantly hit with thousands and thousands of results now because I was staying in London London's a huge city so you typically want to be in a certain part of the city and the easiest way to to get to that is quite often on the map view so I was on the map and I was scrolling around and I clicked on one of the pins that looked like it was in the perfect spot. The details popped up and it said no rooms available. And I was thinking, well, that's strange that, you know, one of the first questions I was asked were, what are the dates you're going away? But I thought, never mind. you know, I'll go back to the map. I'll click on another pin. So I did that. The details popped up again. It said no rooms available. So at this point, I'm starting to get quite frustrated. You know, I've, I've been asked some questions, but they clearly haven't been taken into account when I'm being the results. So I thought, I'll try the list view. So I went over to the list view where you've got this endless, endless scroll. It's a little bit like Facebook. You have spend hours just scrolling through all of these hotels. And I wrongly assumed that the hotels near the top of the list would be there because they were a better match for me. So I was looking at a hotel right at the very top and, you know, I could see a few of its images. I thought, well, that looks okay. So I, I clicked into it and realized it was actually in Milton Keynes a town near to London, you know, not not even that near to London. And I was thinking, well, this is, you know, so frustrating. So it led me to to ask myself, I guess, two questions. Surely there's a better way of doing this. And surely I'm not the only person who's experienced
0: this problem. At least there's two of us. So I I have experienced the same problem multiple times.
1: Yeah, it's an incredible (laughs) thing. And, you know, I started speaking to people to you know, friends and family to strangers in coffee shops and it felt like every single person I spoke to could relay a similar story and I think one of the, the overarching things that came back was the amount of time it takes people to find the right place you know that that's a frustrating experience people are going away for a reason you know going to a hotel should be fun it should be exciting it shouldn't start with the beginning of that process being you know a whole weekend of stress and You know, hard work.
0: And what questions are you going to ask? To our users. Yes.
1: So that's an interesting point. So, obviously, as a new startup, I don't have a huge, huge wealth of historical booking data that I can, you know, pull on to to immediately start helping people find the right hotels. So, when a user first signs up, we'll ask them a handful of questions grouped into three categories. The first category is about them. So, this helps us understand you know, where they're from, where they want to go, what type of holiday they like, you know, is it Mm -hmm. sun, snow, nature, city? Then we ask about their history. So, you know, if, if you can remember any of your recent holidays, let us know, you know, where did you go and what hotel did you stay at? And for both of those points, did you like them? Yes or no? And then finally we ask about your future trips. So that could be things like, you know, what type of a property do you prefer to stay in? Do you like staying in kind of Airbnb style, you know, homes? Or would you rather stay in a hotel or, you know, on a boat, for example? And what's important to you in a hotel? Is it a hotel being sustainable? Is it them having some great, you know, wellness options? Is it their gym? Is it their location? And I guess finally, you know, what, what type of facilities are they offering? are there any things that are really, really important to you? For example, you know, perhaps when you go to a hotel, it's almost a deal breaker if they don't have a swimming pool. We use these, you know, this initial questionnaire to help us build a picture about what's important to you as a member. And that helps us start to do our initial filtering. So when you start searching for a holiday, we can help start matching you with the right hotel. We also ask you one additional question when you search, and that's why are you going away? Because yes, you've probably got a, you know, what we call like a base set of parameters, you know, the the basic things that are important to you. But then if you are going away for a work trip, then what you're looking for in a hotel is probably going to be very different to if you're going away on a romantic holiday. So why should you see the same list of hotels for both?
0: Okay. I see. So now I'm just envisioning myself filling in this questionnaire. I was wondering if I put in all this information, how can I trust that your recommendation is going to meet my desires?
1: Okay. That's an interesting point. And I don't think there's an exact answer. I I can't guarantee to a hundred percent, you know, that I know exactly the right hotel for you.
0: Of course, of course. Now where I'm aiming at is, are you going to do a screening of the hotels that you have on the platforms? Are, are you, how are you going to validate that the hotels actually offer what they claim to be offering? Because in my experience, actually, that was, that was my biggest problem. Not trusting that the hotels, what they claim on their websites or on these platforms where they put their offerings, uh, actually deliver when I arrive. So how are you going to make sure that this happens?
1: Okay, so on day one, we're partnered with Booking.com. We're using their hotel feed to help power our results. Um, so we're kind of at the mercy, I guess, of Booking.com's relationship with these hotels. Um, and as a, you know, a big, established, trusted player like, like Booking.com, you know, we, we have a good degree of confidence that the information we're getting about the hotels is accurate and up-to-date. Of course, over time, we want to own those relationships directly. And so that's something that we'll be working very hard to do over the coming years is build those direct integrations and make sure that the information we're getting is is accurate, is up to date. And part of that will be feedback from our members mm-hmm. and helping us build a clearer picture of what our hotel was like and you know what type of people it's going to be right for in the future. I think the other thing is to say that when we show the results on Porter, we're going to show you a you know a, a selection. So we're not going to be confident enough to say this is the one hotel you should stay at but we're probably confident enough to say you know these are the 10 hotels you should be considering and so there's still a little bit of user choice but it allows you to focus your time and energy on the right hotels rather than you know spending your time looking at a list of
0: two thousand hotels so you're also helping by better filtering out the results so the decision is in the end of the user and of course he takes also the some some part of the risk of booking the wrong hotel.
1: Yeah, I, I guess, you, you know, you could say it works a, a little bit like Netflix in that Netflix learns about what you enjoy watching and will show you things and yeah. things you're gonna enjoy in the future, but it gives you a selection still. Of course, our selection will be a lot more finite on your results than, for example, Netflix offers. We're still giving you some sort of choice it's just focusing that choice on the, a smaller selection of places that are carefully matched with the things that are important to you and this is as a direct result of you know we, we know that people shopping for hotels struggle with the amount of choice at the moment. there was a survey done by Meraki travel who found that one in three holiday makers were getting shoppers anxiety because there's just too much choice. so we're building our platform directly to help address this problem.
0: Yeah. So this pandemic now with COVID-19, how does this affect your business model, your business as a whole? So it's
1: definitely been an interesting year. So Porter was originally incorporated in November 2019. And one of the things we, we started to do was raise some funding to help us build the platform and you know get things off the ground. Well, we'd got kind of halfway through that funding round in terms of commitments. We didn't have any money in the bank, but we'd identified a handful of angel investors who are willing to give us some money. And then COVID hit. And the travel industry was probably one of the worst hit industries in terms of you know investor confidence as well. You know, people weren't able to travel, people didn't want to travel. So that definitely left me doing a, a little bit of soul searching for a while. But I think if anything, it's it's probably helped us. Be in a stronger position so that you know in the future when we are able to travel again and you know when travel is safe and people are vaccinated we'll be there to help people do that in a better way I feel like we've had a lot more time to kind of revisit our early assumptions, make sure that we are solving for the right problems. It gave us time to build our team. We were really lucky that our initial investors the majority of them stuck with us and could see the longer term the longer-term view, I guess, that people do still want to travel. And we've seen this, especially in the UK, when lockdowns have ended, there's been a huge amount of pent-up travel demand. People have been desperate to try and travel again. In fact, there was an article yesterday, I think, where EasyJet had said their holiday buckings are up 250% on this time last year. Mm-hmm. So we know people are desperate to try and get away. So biggest challenge for us was Raising our, round, our first round of investment. And it, it definitely slowed things down. You know, I think without COVID, we'd probably be live by now. Um, we'd have, you know, raised our money earlier. We'd have had more time to have built the platform. As it stands, you know, we luckily managed to close our funding round at the end of November 2020. And now we're working hard to get the platform ready, which will hopefully be at some point in this first quarter.
0: When you go live, you go actually live with booking possibilities for the whole world or just Europe?
1: It will be available for the whole world. Of course, we'll we'll signpost that, you know, people will need to make sure that they're aware of any travel restrictions. There's a few interesting data feeds that we're looking at to see if there's possibly some sort of tool that we can build to help make that that clearer to users
0: as you mentioned uh, the biggest challenge with the fundraising now is in your whole entrepreneurial career which was the rock bottom moment so that's an
1: interesting question and i think as an entrepreneur there's plenty of times when you hit rock bottom i think there's perhaps a couple of different things that stand out for me especially after the covid pandemic there were a lot of times where i genuinely questioned whether we'd be able to raise enough money to get off the ground we were trying to raise a hundred grand and it felt like we were stuck at around the kind of 40 to 60 mark for an awfully long time you know i'd go from one day having a great email where you know we've had some really positive conversations with an investor to perhaps a few days later them deciding you know the timing wasn't quite right so there was some some definite uh, times then when i was i was questioning what we were doing one of the other things we definitely struggled with was finding the right team to help us build the platform my initial Uh, plan for Porter was to use an outsourced development team, someone locally based, but but an outsourced team. And we had a lot of conversations, but they ultimately raised some money to pursue an idea they had. So that left them unavailable to help with Porter. They did, however, introduce me to another outsourced team. So we had a lot of discussions with them. I was then introduced to a possible CTO. So somebody would actually join Porter. And and that's definitely the route I wanted to go down was building an in-house team it just felt like I wouldn't find the right people again we had a lot of conversations and it wasn't quite the right fit and this had dragged on for you know many many months across these three different options luckily I then got in touch with a a former colleague who's been fantastic at, at helping us lay the foundations and is working really hard to focusing on our front end. We also recently brought in another guy on a, a kind of contractor type basis to help with the back end. And we've also got a really talented UX designer who's been helping us, so you know, between the three of those, we've got some super talented people now who are helping to build the platform. I think, you know, in both those situations, the building the team and the the fundraising, there were definite, you know, really really low points and definitely in the lucky position where I've got a very supportive wife. We've now got a really great team around us. Our initial investors have all been fantastic and have also helped us find new investors. So, you know, I think being an entrepreneur, you definitely go from these incredible highs to also incredible lows. You know, it's definitely a roller coaster ride.
0: Yeah. So everything starts with checking the email. You get a very good uh, message and then you're super happy. And the next day, it's once again checking the email, getting a bad message. Literally, literally. And I think as... You know, as the founder
1: of a a startup, you definitely feel the pressure that the startup almost lives and dies with you. And that's not to say that, you know, you're responsible for everything, but I I think it's almost like a child. You know, you feel responsible for it and then you get added pressure when you do take on investment because you're suddenly dealing with other people's money and you don't want to let their you know, let them down. They've had trust in you, trusting the idea. So you want to make sure you're doing a good job uh, for them. You obviously want to make sure you're doing a great job for your users, for your, you know, for the members of, uh, of the platform. So I think, you know, it's it's a great journey, but it's definitely not for everyone.
0: Thank you very much. Unfortunately, the time is pressing and I would like to ask you the question that I ask all my guests, and that is which book had the most impact on you?
1: Okay, so the book that's had the most impact on me is Delivering Happiness by Tony Shea, the guy who was the CEO of Zappos, the online shoe company. It's a book I actually reread recently before his, his very sad passing. Uh, and it's a book I'd recommend to anyone. For me, not only is it a great story, uh, a great entrepreneurial story, but he builds a Zappos, a very purpose-driven organization. They focus kind of exclusively on just delivering incredible customer experience. And I think having that strong conviction, that strong purpose as an organization is really important. Uh, And it's something I've, you know, I've definitely taken a lot from and and want to kind of put towards Porter.
0: Thank you. And I I wish you good luck. If some of the listeners would like to get in touch with you, how can they reach out?
1: Excellent. Well, first of all, I definitely encourage you to check out our our website. We're pre-launch at the moment, but you can join our waiting list and we'll let you know when we go live. The website is portertravel.co.uk. You can also get in touch with me directly. My email is gary at portertravel.co.uk. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Happy to answer any questions you might have about Porter.
0: Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you for being here today and sharing with us from your experience. And I wish you good luck with Porter.
1: Excellent. Thanks very much, Adrian.
0: Sure. Dear listeners, all the details and the way to contact Gary will be in the description of the episode. Thanks for listening to the Innovation Friday podcast, the place where your startup journey begins. Please let me know how to improve the show. See you next time.